0: Alright, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this
0: week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Are you a firefighter now? Is that safe? No, it's, no, no. I'm okay. not comfortable
1: with you. Simon. Well, I mean, I, I suppose in the in the uh, broadest of terms, like being the newest recruit, I would right. never I would never introduce myself to anyone as that. And I certainly wouldn't, like, see a firefighter and be like, hey, I, we're the I'm same. a firefighter. <laughs> yeah, we're the same. <laughs> yeah, I would be very clear about where I was in the process.
0: Right, but if you had to, like, fill out some kind of survey for, I don't know, Nova Scotia Power or whatever, and they're like, and what do you do for a living? You would say, I work for the fire department?
1: Yeah, that, yeah, I feel like I'd be a little bit more justified in saying that. Sure. Right. Okay. Sure, but I feel like, you know, as far as um how it would come off, like, I'm in i'm on day four day four baby you made it mm-hmm. yeah that's it, that's right. it uh, it's only a day, four day process <laughs> it's a
0: four day but then you're in
1: and so uh yeah first shift
0: tomorrow i'll never forget when i when i worked uh at staples i had to do like two months of online learning like there was so much onboarding to mm-hmm. sell office chairs yeah and like uh service production plans on those office chairs that's yeah. good well, I guess it is, and I actually like. I liked that job, and I took it seriously while I, I worked there. But in hindsight, it's so silly that like we all had to like log time yeah. in front of a little computer,
1: learning about like. I, their I, policies. I had to do it at Sportcheck. It sets such a such a tone, though. I, I, I think that's the important thing. Right. Like I, I feel like people go like, you know, it's, it's the fact that, it's not just given to you. You don't just show up and start doing it. Right. And that like strike something there's like policies there's a like a that, look at me that's how you get to feel better that's yeah, how you that's really right. earn that referee shirt sure <laughs> referee shirt that's Actually, footlocker i guess not yes. sport. yeah right right right,
0: right. uh oh i already feel like
1: i'm not gonna have it tonight span so do i yeah yeah okay. listener we're <laughs> sorry slack, will you yeah. yeah
0: there's gonna be some dead air mm-hmm. let's all just relax during
1: this yeah. time i've been getting up at six o'clock every morning this week hmm I've been, uh, yeah, just like, just more, I probably won't be as like mentally available, but that's why I'm doing this. Okay. To try to, to try to just enjoy.
0: Sometimes Becky sends us messages, <laughs> just, like pieces of paper door. get slipped And under. then ends
1: up yelling through the door what it is.
0: Yeah, just tell us what it is. <laughs> she giggled and, oh, that she opened, wet behind the ears. Oh, this is some of a conversation we were having off the podcast. Yeah off pod meaning of the expression wet behind the ears it means lacking experience or immature etymology from the drying of an what's that word amniotic amniotic fluid on oh. a baby after birth specifically a newborn oh. farm animal Gross. which dries last behind the ears it's behind the ears where it remains damp right a <laughs> well, that's obvious. This has nothing to do with the podcast we were doing, but we were uh, litigating the expression "wet behind the ears,"
1: mm-hmm. and now the the judgment process has come. That's right. what it means.
0: That, thank you for your input. Okay, bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. That was we unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are the shots of life we need. Feel a little bit, uh, a little bit brainier already. Uh-huh. What are you watching? Uh so I watched the first half of the season finale of Euphoria. I, it's, it's so bizarre to me that you are like fully
0: I in on Euphoria now, but you won't
1: just go back and watch the first. Well, I'm trying to keep up, episodes. I'm trying to keep my finger on the pulse of youth culture, sure. And this is the way that I feign to do that.
0: <laughs> Isn't this just expose you a little bit too much to youth culture? Doesn't it kind of bum you out?
1: Yeah, it does. But it's it's like uh, it's too talked about to not follow or to to not at least like have an idea but not to the point that i want to like live in this world and fully go through it like the last few episodes have given me all of the context that i need i think i could if i really enjoyed it i could always go back and watch the rest of it so this isn't about entertainment this is sociology it's
0: exactly it's a it's a case study i gotcha Mm -hmm. okay well without spoiling it because i do actually think i want to go back to the drawing board on euphoria okay how do you feel about its about its finale because i heard it was okay so i'm only halfway through i see i see by the way incredible ratings they're like saying that it's the second most viewed hbo show behind Behind game of thrones Thrones. how's that
1: possible i don't know but but apparently like there are like there were some like memes i was seeing of like while the super bowl was happening Mm. like like high school teens on another computer in the house like watching that like it would pan over from the tv to like but euphoria is also on it doesn't that's a statement
0: it doesn't feel to me
1: well i don't know it it, i was gonna say
0: it doesn't feel to me like like it actually is meant to be received by the demographic that it depicts and if it is in fact resonating with that
1: demographic isn't that even scarier yeah i think maybe it's like yeah university students might be more into it but i don't know yeah, maybe it is scarier because maybe it does connect pharmaceuticals. Because it feels like pretty uh, pretty hardcore, right? Like that's what I remember yeah.
0: from the one pilot episode that I watched where I was like, man, I had such a sheltered, totally. sweet little leave it to beaver high school experience compared there's, to these poor people.
1: I mean, yeah, you're at a point now where it's like a really dark OC. Mm. Like there's like drugs and guns, but like actual death. But I guess there was in the guns, but no Imogen
0: Heap, like nothing, nothing to to, to soften the blow.
1: No, but things that will probably be memed to the same like extent that that was. Right. But like, the show has a more serious tone when it's happening. Right. Yeah. No Lonely Island to
0: do the Dear Sister video, but now now we have the Please Don't Destroy Boys. Now we have Please Don't Destroy. They're killing
1: it. Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit. How how their the good COVID thing was. I feel like that was a real turning point.
0: It was a strong suit. Yeah.
1: Because it's such a funny, such a hilarious premise Mm -hmm. because it seems like there anytime a new variant actually does come out, you're like, is this a bad one? Yeah. Is it a really, really bad one? (laughs) Is it maybe a little bit better? And then this one was actually the best.
0: And that persists through the sketch too. Like each time somebody new enters the scene, you think like, oh, here, it's all going to fall apart and it just keeps getting better. (laughs) Paul Rudd shows up. Right. I find them very, very funny. Interesting too that they're like not at all credited in the cast. Like they have this yeah. new rung. This is what's different between them and the Lonely Island. Yeah. Although I guess it's not dissimilar to like Akiva and Yorma. Right. That they and one like of them never could credited. be on it like next year. Sure, that could happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, the the ginger guy seems to be the
1: the front man of the group, or is he just the most recognizable? I feel like I don't know. I feel like every episode. Or every, like, skit starts with the dark-haired guy. Yeah, okay. So that, I, but who knows? I don't know. Anyway, I. I overall, I thought
0: this week's SNL was very good, but it had a tough start for me mm-hmm. because, like, I look so forward to, to John Mulaney's monologue, right. especially since he's this question mark right now culturally. Yeah. But I remember his appearance on Seth Meyers, like, four or five months ago, mm-hmm. and all of the jokes in the first act of his monologue were told at that only other public appearance he's made since the whole brouhaha. And so right. that there's doubling up at 12.30 on NBC of John Mulaney telling these these jokes is a
1: little disappointing. Was there nothing new? No, there was. The second was half was sub- pretty fresh. The stuff okay.
0: about his baby was good. Yeah. And that was a relief. But at first I was like, man, I know these punchlines before they drop. Right, he's going into the same thing. Kind of a drag. Also, I wanted to get your thoughts on them opening with the Ukrainian choir because I remember you being particularly annoyed by them doing Hillary singing hallelujah after she lost the election
1: I mean I, I it's a tough one yeah it's a like I I I appreciate that they're you know acknowledging it and and spreading any sort of like empathy empathy awareness you know if if that caused someone to go and like Google what was that but I'm sure everyone knows and yeah, I, don't, I, hmm. I find it hard to put into words. You don't have to have an opinion on this. That I that just thought maybe
0: there was a chance that... You, I fast forwarded. Across through. the board, you're not a fan of uh, like serious cold opens on SNL because they feel a certain way. That
1: that could be it. Yeah. I almost like... And there's no point in ascribing like... Like, well, it has to be like after 9-11 in order to do that and for it to... You know, because... There's just always stuff happening, and I feel like if they wanted to address every issue, it would start to get a little weird Mm -hmm. that they were doing it.
0: I find that James Corden does that, by the way. Like, every time someone dies or there's any kind of event, he, like, has, like, a serious we're thinking about you desk bit, and I don't want to call it insincere. I don't know that it is. Right. But, like, somewhere 10 years ago, someone did that the first time, Yeah. and now it's become this kind of rote ritual. Right. And each time it feels a little less. It certainly goes less viral. Right.
1: And and you're almost like,
0: did, are they doing this because they felt like they had to? It's certainly not incumbent on your secondary late night clown who does like silly skits and right. interviews Zoe Kravitz. It's not up to that person right. to have something sage to say
1: about, I don't know, a mass shooting or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I don't know. It what I what I'll say is maybe it falls a little flat. Yeah. For me. I'm not saying that it's a bad move and I'm not saying that I I just like wonder how I wonder if it rains hollow to me a little bit. Sure. You know. I understand. I uh,
0: I'm I'm done 3 seasons of Search Party now. We're just like you're flying through it. Yeah. So that's that's a joy, but it's also insane. Like, it's kind of getting worse in a way that's no less watchable. Gotcha. But it's insane. And yeah. each season is very different. And it's not at all what I thought it was. Like, I kind of thought they were going to, like, slow play, like, finding this missing kid they went to school with. Right. And that's not the case at all. It's about something entirely different now.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Huh. But I hear it, like, I, do you find it good still?
0: Yes, but also, No. Okay. Like, it's incredibly watchable and it's like fun. Yeah. But
1: constantly things are happening where I'm like, come on. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's like a like a super like comedy comedy. Oh yeah. Too. Yeah, but it's a dark comedy. Like crazy things happen in it. Gotcha. People scream in it. Things should happen within the
0: world of reason. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I watched King Richard. Did you? Which is super
1: good. You liked it. Oh yeah. And Will Smith deserving that nomination. Absolutely. Yeah. Did I you think get, he deserves to win? Did you get lost? sure yeah a little yeah. bit which I truly thought was impossible I I, I felt the exact same way and, and I knew when I said it last week it's like it's hard to say that to someone who hasn't seen it because yep. you're like okay you're telling me Will Smith is is putting on an Academy Award winning performance
0: absolutely axed the gym shorts off of that role yeah
1: it's and I
0: knew really nothing about it going in and so it was kind of suspenseful in a strange way yep um, and of course the post script when you actually get some friggin stats on the Williams sisters yeah
1: it's like holy Toledo. so crazy yeah and And you can watch it as a non-tennis fan and still, like, be amazed at the... Did you know that it's really hard to make tennis movies? Because
0: they typically have to CGI in the ball. Oh. And actors really struggle with this because they have to... Like, you really cannot choreograph a tennis game. Yeah. If you could, you would be Serena Williams. Right. And so... They have to choreograph it, and then they put the ball in afterward based on the motions of the actors pretending that they're playing tennis. Right. Some examples of this really being ineffective are Wimbledon. Yep, the sure. Paul Bettany movie. Um, Match Point, the the Woody Allen movie with, with ScarJo. Okay. Uh, there are a surprising number of tennis movies. Battle of the Sexes was okay, but the tennis part's really not that good. Not awesome. Um Royal Tenenbaums has like is a little bit of a low-key tennis movie. I don't know if there's like a, any like visual issues with it. Right. Um, but anyway, all that to say, I actually thought it was very
1: convincing. And I don't know if these young actors are actual tennis greats. Yeah, I was wondering that too. It looked like they were actually playing tennis. I didn't even question it. Hmm. The thought never crossed my mind that it could be CGI.
0: I also did not realize how much of a head start venus had on serena like it's so interesting because serena is way more famous now yeah and considered the greatest
1: tennis player of all time yeah like like and by they, and large they had to work that in but the story was largely about venus being well,
0: serena completely lives in venus's shadow she doesn't even get her start in the movie
1: yeah but yeah. it was super good it was really good really really sweet
0: i was thinking and this might be a little bit too radical but if will smith wins this oscar have we done enough episodes where we say never trust will smith is that the opportunity to pivot to always trust will smith
1: i mean i think it could be now we've talked about this many times we obviously have it it hasn't stuck i think the thing is we're looking for another catchphrase to end on right or a tagline the
0: thing about will smith though excuse me i have a frog in my throat um the thing about will smith is that there's always new will smith and so this doesn't take him like off of our plate it just reframes this like focac the discussion we have at the end of each podcast
1: yeah maybe we just need to come up with a new maybe it is always trust will smith i mean that seems like an easy transition mm-hmm. versus like maybe it's just do we or don't we this week maybe it's up in the air each week like a tennis game then it, oh okay i like it so depending <laughs> on if he wins that's that's the the harbinger for yeah for whether we, we try okay yeah i like that if 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 he wins we're going to have to have a
0: serious talk. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could definitely happen. Yeah. I think he's kind of pulled out in the front. Yeah.
1: Okay. Nice. Right. Will Smith. Um. And I like that they didn't really pull any punches about his kind of character too. Mm-hmm. Like they're like he was flawed. And oh, he was, was like... very challenging at times.
0: There are times where, and that's really the central conflict of the movie where yeah. you're like, come on, Richard. Like you got
1: to be more flexible than this. Yeah. You're wrong here, buddy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he was like Tiger Woods dad in the from from what I gathered in the movie in the sense of like like he had two girls and was like let's make them really good at tennis. Yeah. <laughs> and just followed through with that. Some of these sports dads who are also like kind of
0: Shakespeare characters. Yeah. Um are I guess it's a chicken and egg question. Like, did he make them great or did he see above all of his delusions the greatness that was obligatory? Right. Or can two things be true and he was just amazingly right? Right. Because probably if Venus Williams had followed the path that all of the other people were trying to get her on, she still would have stuck the landing because she was that great. Right. But for some reason, she was successful in spite of her dad. I kind of think she was successful because of and in spite of her dad.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what the story is supposed to show. Like the temp- the temperament was there. Obviously, he built something right in them. I rewatched season 2 of Fleabag cuz you can do that in basically one sitting. Right. What'd you think? It's still Holds amazing. Up. It's still amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool show to go back and rewatch. Well, she just, just kind of
0: disappeared. Yeah. And she did the Michaela Cole thing where she's like not afraid to disappear. I know she's going to be in Indiana Jones. And this segues into the news because she does have a new show coming to Amazon Prime that like details are totally wrapped. We have no idea. Okay. But like there's going to be a new Phoebe Waller-Bridge show on Amazon Prime.
1: Uh, and maybe it'll be as good or maybe it'll be something entirely different. It's not Fleabag. Right. And do you think it's her in it or is it just like because she was in that show or she like produced that show run too didn't she with oh yeah that was that was rough so like it doesn't necessarily mean like oh cool it's gonna be slam dunk a better example is killing eve which she wrote and created and became a big deal yeah but she did that pre-bag pre-bag
0: i think that was simul bag i think that was was part of the, the the phoebe splash
1: okay i think she only did the first like season yeah
0: the the thing about about her is that she is equal parts a great writer and actress which is so Mm. rare and why choose one over the other like it'd be so great to see her in something and she she didn't write indiana jones no she's going to be in it and we're going to be
1: happy about it do we think she can is she is she multi-versatile well isn't she she has emmys that say so from fleabag yes that what i'm saying is like (laughs) can she do non-fleabag can she not look at the camera yeah i see yeah you know like yeah why not no i i agree i'm just saying well like do we have much evidence of it
0: um well she was in that show crashing which i think some people like right i haven't seen her be on camera very much no no she was in solo a star wars story as a as a droid (laughs) she was great
1: in that no she wasn't
0: (laughs) (laughs) currently let's go back to russia for a second
1: yeah currently sean penn is Boots on the ground in Ukraine. Yeah, man. He's, as soon as, like, the conflict started, he's like, I'm going to Ukraine. I'm abandoning my car. I'm, like, walking through. I saw a quick story about that. I just
0: found out today. And so he's, like, filming a documentary about the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and he's, like, there
1: for it. And so is this real artistry?
0: Is this, like, bravery? Or is this
1: being provocative? No, I don't think it's being provocative. I think he's trying to affect some sort of change or yeah. like inform people. But yeah, I'm not sure that it's uh the best use of his time. Well, and it's kind of been his thing in the past too, to like go to Haiti
0: and, and right. deal in the relief yeah, of he's... these uh embattled
1: nations that need his help. And totally. Money. And I think he was like one of the first people there for like Hurricane Katrina. And like, mm. I don't know, like he's just, uh I guess he's just kind of a charitable guy. Do we like Sean Penn? I didn't think I did, but now, neither. I, now I kind of think I do.
0: There's a story that you can look up that I won't detail involving his uh, relationship with Madonna, which is like pretty questionable, but people don't talk about it a lot. It's one of those sketchy celebrity stories where you're like, what happened? Right. Um, And then there's also the fact that he wrote those. Remember when he tried to be a novelist like in the last decade? Yeah. The Bob Honey books. And they're like the most like critically reviled books of all time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of artillery there. Yes. Yeah. For why he might not be... An enjoyable person. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know why. I'm taking like kind vibes on this one. Okay. <laughs> Just really like giving him the benefit of the
0: doubt. Yeah. I like. Who knows? It.
1: Uh we've got three like murder mystery type pieces
0: of news that have nothing to do with one another, but it really speaks to the blossoming of the murder mystery genre here in our in our in our age. Yeah. Um Jennifer Coolidge officially gonna headline season two of The White Lotus. So she is coming back. Right. The rest okay. of the cast, not. We've heard a little bit about who the cast is going to include, but Jennifer Coolidge is in fact going to be at the White Lotus in Rome or wherever right. they're doing the second one. And this huh. feels to me like pandering to an online chant. This is, people were saying, well, but she was so good and we have to put her back in the second one without actually considering that, that that's not what the format was designed for.
1: Was that a thing that was happening though already? Yeah, yeah, a little okay. bit, yeah. 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 Huh.
0: And so I think it's a mistake. I don't think they should do this. I don't actually even think she was the best part of season one. She's good in small doses and they shouldn't have a lead and she shouldn't return. It's better if we just like refresh this thing every time. I like her. She's fine. And she's going to win an award because she's already campaigning for it. But
1: we don't need to bring her
0: back just because she says Fourth of July funny.
1: I kind of feel like Mike White wouldn't succumb to pressure. Like I feel like he's he's allowed to do whatever he wants. That's true. Like I don't think that I think HBO was like write whatever you want Mm -hmm. and he wrote White Lotus and now he's like they're like you've uh, got carte blanche. Season two is totally different. You don't have carte blanche after you have a hit. You need to hold on to
0: your hit. They didn't know it was going to be that big of a deal.
1: Yeah I suppose so but I feel like if you
0: I'm saying that networks play it safe and I think that that's that's a shame. Mm -hmm. by the same reason that if they give Henry Cavill James Bond it'll be kind of a shame if they give Maya Bialik Jeopardy it'd be kind of a shame Mm. this is just what like the loud people on the internet say they want and those those would be more egregious than this by the way because I like Jennifer Coolidge I liked her in season one White Lotus I just think that this is like a betrayal of the format and I don't think it's a good idea now what if Mike White wanted it all along well, then I'll, I'm going to watch it either way, and mm-hmm. I'll stand corrected if
1: I if I ought to. Yeah, I do agree. I, I'm not like looking forward Because you're really to playing s- the devil's advocate. No, I know. I'm, I'm really not looking forward yeah. to seeing her in it. I just wonder if it is an internet-driven movement. Mm-hmm. I think so.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. But yeah, I'm not pumped for it. The other thing is uh, After Party, which is renewed for season two, Tiffany Haddish returning. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. The detective coming back for a
1: new ensemble. Right. Otherwise, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. the a a hotel um visitor, hotel guest being yeah. the guest that keeps going to different hotels. It's a a bit of a weird stretch.
0: Now, in fairness, um, she's the character from season one who would go to
1: another White Lotus. Well, that's why I'm like, yeah, maybe they'll just. <laughs> Maybe they'll just do because so. I mean, everyone's super rich too, but yep. but she is, I think, the richest. Or if they wanted to bring back one of the the staff, like the the cabana
0: boy or Belinda, the massage therapist, right? Or Armand, if situations were different, like yeah, he would have been great as a perennial. But that's yes, obviously not an option. I know. I feel like they almost did a disservice to Armand. I think so too. Mm uh so tiffany haddish is coming back for season two of after party and then the third one uh kenneth Branagh coming back to make a third hercule poirot movie a death in the nile sequel i guess i don't think they know which agatha christie book they're going to be covering but they are doing a third of those movies Mm -hmm. uh the rub on death on the nile is that it's actually fine yep but i mean rarely has there been a movie dealt a worse hand in like the age of right. blockbuster releases. Right. It's just completely embattled the entire time.
1: When is is it? It's out?
0: Death on the Nile's out. Death on the Nile. It's been Nile. out for about a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. In theaters only. I. This is something I'm starting to notice when you watch trailers. They're really proud to tell you in theaters only. theaters only. And I don't think they should be proud of that. Mm. It's fine if they want to insist on it, yeah. but like, let me discover that when I've decided I want to see your movie. Right. Don't give me a, a reason six months out to already resent your movie. Yeah. Unless it's the Batman. I mean, I get it to some extent, but like, I'm not going to go to a theater to see
1: Death on the Nile. What are the Batman reviews like? Are we getting early reviews? Really good. Oh, really? They're in the 90s on RT. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Were were Jokers really good? Nope. They weren't. They were middle. Gotcha. Cool.
0: Okay. That's more exciting. People who liked it loved it. Right. And then other people were like, this is a Scorsese ripoff. And uh-huh. I think pretty unanimously people said Joaquin's performance was good. Yeah. And a lot of uh, movie critics were like, okay, but that's it. The rest of the movie is kind of <laughs> hacky and, and a, right. a total drag. Yeah. Yeah. A total drag.
1: That's Oh, I saw Licorice Pizza. Okay. I can't wait. Um, I got problems with it. Great. Okay
0: um it's a pta movie i think it's very easy and i I could be guilty of this as well uh to get caught up thinking that it's going to be like ladybird really nostalgic and a sweet little love story in california when like it's a paul thomas anderson movie and so i know there's going to be something fucky about it it's
1: not even yeah yeah i guess it's really just like I, i can't really go too in depth on it i i liked the movie it was a good like ride slice of life good yeah good slice of life like Kind of going on a journey, multiple different things happening. I just didn't like where it ended. Okay. Don't that, tell me anymore. That's where I had,
0: yeah. Uh, Alana Haim gets a lot of praise. They say she's really good. Yeah. How is uh, Cooper Hoffman?
1: He's awesome. Okay. They're Nobody's both... talking about him. Really? Yeah, yeah strangely. I, I found them both really great. Okay. Yeah, that's very strange. And actually, all the whole Haim family's in it. I know. <laughs> that's crazy. I know. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you should, you should see it at your earliest I'm, convenience. I'm
0: going to watch that maybe this weekend. It is on demand now. Oh, it is? Um, Belfast is also on demand, and uh, West Side Story is on The Palouse. Oh, it's just straight up. You can just you can watch it on The it. Palouse, yeah. And you, and you haven't watched it yet? Well, it just came out like yesterday or something on The Palouse, okay. and I think it came to The Palouse as quickly as it did because it was a box office failure. And so they're right. like, well, we got to get some eyeballs on this. And, right. and this is smart because Disney Plus subscribers like to watch musicals. Yeah. And if it's served up to them for free, suddenly viewership of West Side Story is going to go through the roof. Totally. This weekend, people are going to tank that movie. Including yeah. me. I'm gonna, it's like almost three hours, but I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Three hours. Yeah.
1: When you're a jet.
0: And I also have a, uh, a show show boner I wanted to address because I think a couple of weeks ago I had said that CODA is a foreign language movie. Uh-huh. And it's not. Oh. It's, it's um, largely in American Sign Language and features ah. mostly deaf actors and characters including Marley Matlin. Oh, but it's not a foreign language so it's movie. It's like Sound of Metal. I Oh yeah. Oh, remember Sound of Metal? Yeah. That was a good flick. Sound of Metal rules. And it completely went away. Yeah. I mean, it didn't go away, but nobody's talking about Sound of Metal at all now.
1: Sound of Metal was great. It was really great. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> um what so so is there anything else that I can be watching this weekend? Because I. You can watch Drive My Car. I can, have, I can watch Drive My Car. Okay. You can watch West Side Story. And West Side Story. Yeah. And Belfast. And Belfast. Yeah. Belfast is on demand. On it's on, like de, it's on, on, demand, on demand. demand. You'd have to pay six bucks for it. Gotcha. But I'm in
0: I'm a place now where six I'm bucks? like, I pay six bucks to watch anything now. Sure. Yeah.
1: Price I pay for cable. They should be like giving it to me for free. It's actually crazy what I'm paying for cable right now. I'm not proud of it. Yeah. I know. I know. I
0: actually get paid, I think, 10 cents a month to have cable. It was like I wasn't having cable and they called me up and they're like, you know, your bill could be 10 cents less and you could have cable. And so I was like, "Okay,
1: fine. Oh, man, I need your plan.
0: Yeah, I have an okay plan. And it's really just for Jeopardy and this is us. Yeah. How's Jeopardy going? Well, we just got through a pretty tough couple of weeks where Mayim came back for 10 episodes after Amy Schneider and we're already back in the Kens. And it's just remarkable. I know I've said this. I sound like a broken record, but it's just remarkable to me how much more natural he is than her.
1: Huh. Crazy. And do you, when will a final decision be? Are they just like, "Eh, we're just doing it this way? I think they're slow playing it. Something that's kind of frustrating is
0: that when they introduce her, Johnny Gilbert calls her the host of Jeopardy. And when they introduce Ken, they say hosting Jeopardy. Oh, It's like this little subtlety where we're like, what the fuck is this choice? Yeah. You're like, it means more. They're trying to
1: say more for sure.
0: But I swear to God, it's just because the Big Bang Theory had a lot of eyeballs on it. And I don't see why there's a, a corollary but they're both CBS properties, I think. And so this is just suits making a choice. This goes back to Jennifer Coolidge. Right. And she just has like a, she has a meanness to her.
1: Mm. And I
0: really, really resent that when people criticize her hosting skills, which are poor, she is not at all ashamed to call it sexism, which it's not. right? Um, Ken has a history and a heritage with the show. He is somehow a better broadcaster than her. And it's just easy to me yeah he's a natural guy yeah and the contestants are saying that too
1: that's the other thing is contestants are either
0: saying i'm so glad i got to play with ken or gee i wish i played with
1: ken is there any has there been any crossover like i had ken i had my um yeah, my decision a, is ken
0: a few people a few pe- I
1: uh, i don't know about that but a right. few people have had both for sure huh yeah yeah it's some crossover
0: interesting Quentin Tarantino might direct a couple episodes of Justified. They're doing more Justified with Timothy Oliphant, who played a TV cowboy in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And QT hasn't been able to get out of that headspace, I don't think. Yeah. And uh, he's going to do a couple episodes of Justified, maybe.
1: Yeah. he like Remember he did an episode of CSI one time, and the guy's oh, head exploded yeah. at the end? Like he, he likes what he likes, and he'll sometimes just go all in on it. Which is fine. I wonder if he would be a little bit more artful
0: doing this than CSI, which is like, that's just kind of a a gimmick. That's yeah, a stunt job, right? Totally. Um, but he has like quite a reverence for TV westerns. And no, so he I, had a
1: reverence for CSI. Really? He said it was like his favorite show on TV. That is so he interesting. He said like that and American Idol were his favorite shows. And he American hosted American Idol? And he hosted American Idol that year. Or he guessed guest judged i
0: cannot idol. believe i didn't know that he was into american idol that seems like everything he's against is not so crazy yes yeah. csi i get because it's procedural and like he likes tv shows that are formatic yeah but american idol seems like so commercial in a way that he wouldn't want to subscribe to
1: and maybe it was a, like a press thing but you wouldn't see him going along with that and what would be the benefit of that for someone like quentin tarantino right hey go see kill bill yeah no like yeah. No,
0: he did oh, it because he liked that's it. So funny. Yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of into that idea, and he has said whenever he puts out a movie, people are like, "So really, just one more?" And then he always qualifies that by saying, "Well, I can still write books, or I can do like TV, I can direct, I can write yeah, other I can things." can have but, a ton of fun stuff. And I'm not convinced he won't make more future films either. Yeah. But like, it will be interesting to see him branch out and doing other things. Mm-hmm. Granted, the first book doing voiceover on Showtime shows. Yeah, maybe it'll be that could be a Big Mouth or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is cool. You didn't watch any more of um, of inventing Anna. Uh, I, I unfortunately like took some of it in okay. tertiary. Relief.
0: Uh, Julia Garner and Florence Pugh both uh, vying for the lead role in the Madonna directed Madonna biopic. Hmm. And those are a couple of fabulous actors. I would be fine with either one of them yep. being selected for that role. Although I don't really care about a Madonna biopic, and I'm even more concerned about it being directed by her, not just for reasons of like bias, right?
1: But nobody should be directed by Madonna. That sounds like a horrible day. Yeah, di- directing your own biopic is like the cringiest thing I- well, just, I've ever. Yeah,
0: heard. just like someone who's as particular as as Madonna, just like culturally, and then also to be playing her for her movie. Right, sounds like a stressful job.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Who would you? Do you have a choice there,
0: of these two?
1: Yeah. I well, you're, you're a pew. You're a pew fan. I like. You're pew. You're sitting in the pew. I,
0: I really like <laughs> pew. I like Garner also. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but like I said, both of these are good choices. But I also don't care about a Madonna biopic. Mm-hmm. Now I also sent you a still from Weird the Al Yankovic story, yeah. wherein Evan Rachel Wood is playing Madonna. Right. That's an interesting choice. And so I'm wondering if like, is this movie just going to be like polluted with
1: great celebrity cameos cuz also isn't Evan Rachel Wood like 40? Probably. <laughs> like
0: yeah, she I don't yeah. Maybe maybe I'm like, like 37. Late 30s or yeah. something.
1: But certainly not the age of like like a virgin madonna. Right. Also the picture of Daniel Radcliffe looks so funny like not <laughs> he like looks so funny he looked it looks nothing like al no, Yeah, he's not like lanky ridiculous.
0: enough i don't think yeah he looks like he's wearing a halloween is costume. that
1: even his hair is not long enough it's like and which might have been like the length at the time or something but it just seems like longer hair and like i well, was expecting something different there's two weird al looks mm-hmm. and they're both gross and creepy Yeah, but there's like the
0: big like coke bottle glasses kind of an afro and like a mustache yeah and then all at once he pivoted to clean shaven and like long wavy ramen hair right and so we're doing the former at least at this point yeah um i don't i don't know you're right it doesn't look i don't need my actors to look like my characters
1: that much but the fact that that's the still that's released it's like are you trying to convince us that it's (laughs) <laughs> gonna be good well, or what, gonna yeah, be what remains like i do <laughs> like i know it's a funnier die movie about a very silly person but like are we going to do any of this in earnest yeah no i i'm beginning to think that it's just gonna be like a total like i don't i'm trying to think of a a reasonable facsimile
0: well <laughs> will forte played the guy who invented the national lampoon i think it was the national lampoon um in a Funny or Die type movie. Oh, okay. And like Joel McHale played Chevy Chase in it, which is fun meta casting, and it was also like a B movie. Yeah. That followed, uh, you know the the beats of like this kind of thing, but it was also quirky because it was about quirky people. Right. And then it actually had extreme sadness in it, and oh. so I kind of think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be kind of like a cheap thing, although it doesn't have cheap people
1: in it. No. Which like. You know, it seemed like maybe the uh, lampoon one was more of like, let's try our hand at this and see how we got. Maybe they're like doubling down on it now. Maybe I don't. I also think that like
0: Dana Ratcliffe is just a comedy nerd, and so maybe this is something he wants to do because he can pick him and choose him. Right. I have no idea what we're in for with. Yeah. Beard. I really don't know. Cal Penn is going to be in the Tim Allen Santa Claus Disney Plus series. Yes, that's happening. We did talk about it. Whoa, whoa.
1: Yeah. Right. We're doing
0: more of the Santa Claus, but in series television. <laughs> and Cal Penn is going to be in it.
1: Interesting choice. Uh-huh. From Obama to the Santa Claus. <laughs> <Plus>. <laughs> it's a real fall from yeah. grace,
0: isn't it? I like Cal Penn, but that's a weird one. That's all I have for entertainment news. Is the show going okay? Is this
1: working? I know, it's great.
0: Is great? Is it great?
1: It's the best. <laughs> no, it's no, okay. I'm, I I do apologize. My energy level would normally, I'd be able to contribute more mm-hmm. typically. Um, but I should have had like a later coffee or something. But I haven't been sleeping well because I'm like, a, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like slightly nervous or something.
0: Is that right? Do you have Still some anxiety thing? about all this?
1: I don't think I do. But then I when I'm up, I'm like, there has to be a reason for this. Well, and also you Otherwise, have spent- Otherwise I just like a, conk out.
0: A lot of the last year- mm-hmm investing yourself in this prospect you yeah this, like you have a lot not a lot riding on it because you're going to be successful and i know you know that but you have a lot of your emotion invested in it yeah at this point and yeah so maybe that, that's it that it's all coming together that's probably
1: like a lot for your little heart to handle i think so thank you for saying that in <laughs> such a such a way yeah um especially uh like over the like once i think once i get past like week three Will be like, there will be some routine to it.
0: Yeah, when it starts to feel like a yeah, like a thing that
1: you do when you feel like a firefighter, which won't be week three, by the way. Maybe tomorrow you'll fight a fire. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Look, it's possible.
1: We're learning about uh, all of the HRM's policies and stuff, and you are really not supposed to go in any sort of media and be like, "I am a firefighter," and here is my views on this oh, stuff. Oh, okay. So uh, I don't know if I need to make a disclaimer that uh, the uh, the the things that I'm saying reflecting Will Smith and the shows that we're following do, do not necessarily reflect the values of my uh, current employer. Our views about Will Smith have always been reverential. Oh, 100%. We we're always very kind about Will we're Smith. We're very supportive. But <laughs> my employer might not be. Oh, but that's I, true. Well, you look, you, what? you can't
0: go through life walking on eggshells. I haven't shells. went through all the manuals yet. <laughs> That would be such a twist. If you're like, always administer CPR safely. Put your mask on before helping someone else with theirs. By the way, Will Smith, eh.
1: <laughs> Think about the merits of enjoying Will Smith and disliking Will Smith. We are
0: pro-pursuit of happiness. Yeah. But not King Richard.
1: Um, okay. Well, what no. a weird take. Pro-pursuit of happiness, not King Richard. <laughs> well, no,
0: pursuit of happiness is very good.
1: It is, yeah. But, like, not know. rewatchable. King Richard, rewatchable. Is it rewatchable? It's long. It shouldn't be like two thirty. It's It's too long. If I turned to a channel and saw that movie, I could see myself getting caught in it.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and to follow the Bill Simmons definition of a rewatchable is like, he kind of views these movies in installments. And so like, yeah. if you get to early Burnthal, you'd be like, Oh, I got to watch for some Bernthal. Cause he's very Bernthal Bernthal's
1: good. That was great. I mean, I was trying to think of his name actually, uh, like, yeah, actually, like, John Bernthal. I couldn't think of that name. Um, He was so fantastic. It's really it. nice to see him not play, like, a gruff, tough guy. He was, like, the exact opposite of every character he's ever played. He's so even sweet. Even when he's frustrated, he's like, gosh, dang it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I
0: did a little research, and without giving anything away, what they don't put in the movie is that, like, very soon after the events of the end of the movie he is no longer He's a part gone. of the
1: organization. Yeah. I wondered about that too. Because he
0: can't, like this, R- Richard's, um, what's his name? Richard Williams can't be, can't be. Uh... Do they just
1: find another coach and then that's. No. They don't. I don't think so. It's just King Richard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the king he really is. That's, well, I'm not sure if that, if the point of the story really hits home then. It's like, I don't know. It's I got movie. it from here.
0: It's, a, you know what really pissed me off the most? This is, this is going to be. Uh, a little controversial okay but it's the Beyonce song yeah I hate this I I really hate when a song gets nominated for an Academy Award because it plays over the credits of the movie Mm. it did not interact with this film at all right it's such a pandery thing and she did it with the Lion King also yeah Beyonce wants an Oscar and fine that's I get it but there has to be a less cynical way of getting one for her Mm-hmm. And you gotta give it to Lady Gaga. she's trying the hard way, right and she ha- she actually has one for for shallow, but like, yeah. and I'm not saying that Beyonce has to do like gold Number yeah. two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or dream girls or whatever, but like there just there has to be a middle ground that's right. not just like singing some random song that's about like empowerment or whatever, right, and we stick it into the the Venus Williams movie, mm-hmm. and you also don't have to play. Mama Gucci. <laughs> is
1: that what she calls herself? No.
0: Lady Gucci. Go- I don't know what Ma- the lady's name the is. The Gucci? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Empress Gucci. There's a middle somewhere in there, and I just I want her to try harder for it if she wants that Oscar so much. Fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think that's very fair rather than just but it might have been like I don't think that Beyonce was like, I want my song in this and whatever, just put it at the end. I, I think, think they does. were like
0: I think she does want an Academy Award and her I pe- think she, people are like, This is how this it, is how it root. happens. This is the path of and least resistance. It has resistance. worked before. So like Shallow is a good example of a song that really interacts with its movie. Yeah. And that song stands the test of time. It's not even the best song in that movie. Mm. But if they wanted to run with that song, and obviously they achieved running with that song, yeah. it certainly Works as the Oscar winner for that big music movie in that Oscar year, and this year it's very likely going to be a song from Encanto mm-hmm. that wins the Oscar. Maybe it'd be the the James Bond theme by Billie Eilish and Phineas. That is also a theme song, but at least there's like a a tradition of Bond themes, yeah. uh, and many of them do win Academy Awards. Has Beyonce done one of those? I think she has the Bond theme. I don't know.
1: Jack White and Alicia Keys. Adele. Adele. Sam Smith. Yeah. That one
0: sucked. The Sam Smith one did. And it won. It won an Oscar. Do you remember remember when he got up to accept his Oscar and he said he was really proud to be the first gay person to win an Oscar? (laughs) And 80 million gay people were like, nope. I do not remember that. (laughs) I think Elton John was there. And he's like, you're not even the first gay person to win this Oscar. He's like,
1: hey, (laughs) stop what you're saying.
0: (laughs) And he had to redact it. I don't know where he got that stat, but it was incredibly wrong. Wow. And it was a bad song. Lame song. Yes. The lamest. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about um, Super Pumped. Yeah. The Battle for Uber. Mm -hmm. I watched this last night. You watched it last night? Yeah. Why don't you uh, put me on the clock? I can recap it if you like. Uh, This is Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing uh, Travis... They call him TK in the show. Right. Uh, What's his last name? Yeah, I think so. Kalanick? Travis. Okay. And he he invented Uber.
1: All right. I'm going to put you on the clock in three, two, one. Super bomb.
0: Strangely, he's already kind of invented Uber, and it's like a, a blossoming company at the start of this, but he needs VC money. And so he goes to Kyle Chandler, who's like this... Big, rich guy, and he uh, strikes up a partnership. But meanwhile, he's also facing all of these like legal pressures from the the Transportation Commission within uh, San Francisco, and they're basically C&Ding him and threatening him with all kinds of jail time. But he's like, no way, man, this is how we change the world. And so he gets some money to keep his company from going under from Kyle Chandler. Uh, and then he convinces the mayor to be okay with him, I guess?
1: Yeah. He like has a face to face with the mayor and he comes back. The ultimate tech bro is all about making impassioned speeches about why his tech can change the world and and make everyone involved in it. Um like I don't know. The next Bill Gates.
0: Are you calling him the ultimate tech bro or is that how people refer to him?
1: Uh I think it's, it's both. It's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's both for sure. I mean,
0: I don't really have a frame of reference for this because yeah. we know
1: that, like, I just like Aaron Sorkin movies about tech geniuses, right. but like, he's, he's
0: not that. This is not.
1: Uh, he, he's the type of founder that on his LinkedIn page would be like thought leader, mm-hmm. inspiring, like, like. It, it's he's actually, a very
0: real type guy, and by the totally. way, there's a billion smaller versions of this guy. Oh my god! Yeah, and they're all gross.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. Surprisingly, I'd say like meeting with small companies like for the most part it's a very small percentage. Yeah. Which was refreshing, but medium companies though, these like these
0: like startups that had a little bit of success early on. Yeah. And then they grew too fast and it just like, and and I'm not saying it's across the board. Maybe I'm generalizing because I don't have a lot of experience like working with any of these people or knowing any of them. Right. Um, but there's some
1: ego um, among this. I think, I think it's, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think it's more of a stereotype. <clears throat> yeah, probably. But um, but yeah, th- no. I think this guy, like from everything I've heard, is is very much that, and played really well by just Gordon-Levitt. Look, he, he kills it. He's a very good actor, and he is one of
0: those people who's just implicitly likable. Yep. Everyone likes Joe. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, the character is so incredibly unlikable that even Joe can't make me root for him, and mm. I'm not sure that we're supposed to root for him. Right. But if not him. Who? Who? The Transportation Commission? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kyle Chandler?
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think so, Kyle
1: Chandler actually is supposed to be like a beauty of a guy in like the character the character he's playing. Because he kind of seems like he's going to be sleazy,
0: but then also maybe not. Maybe he's just like pretty suave, and he's kind of like a Mark Cuban type guy. Yeah. And he does kind of have like a like a glinty teeth kind of quality to him. Right. But he also offers lots of like rational advice yeah. and he has
1: very little patience for uh TK's swagger. Like his, he sees very his, quickly like, that, games, that he's like, I'm doing this with or without you. And he yeah. said, okay, well go do it without me. Right. Bye. And, and then kind of turns and he's like, hey, uh yeah, don't do that again. You don't have to like, do that. Yeah. Like
0: I, I see you. I, yeah. I, I, I believe in you. And and I guess I like that. that is where we locate the, the nugget of, of relatability and likability for TK in, in that he is fronting because he's insecure.
1: Right. And well, and the insecurity after he like yells at everyone.
0: Right. He We're had like, kind a, of like a
1: total meltdown in his office and screamed at
0: everybody. And then he calls his mom, yeah. who's Elizabeth Shoe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Mom, I yelled at everybody. And she's like, Honey, you can't do that. Right. I told you, you can't yell at everybody. Right. And there's, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I yelled. And she's like, Oh no, at your girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that would be a bigger red flag. Right. And no, but. And there's also this weird thing with his brother. Like, they established in the first episode that he is like the opposite of his brother, that yeah. his brother is a
1: firefighter. I, I turned to Jen and I was like, the, the parallels and the weird things, like, I feel like the simulation might be real. What? Based on what? Well, well, just coming from like, like seeing brothers working in like uh, tech side of the world and then firefighting. And who works in whole- tech? the creator of uber oh i thought you were
0: creating a parallel to someone we know no 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 well me
1: oh oh you work in tech. <laughs>
0: yeah, I see. yeah okay you were both people in the scenario that's what i mean I so see. it was
1: just weird to be like let's see how both their lives are playing out and true you're seeing it from his angle and he's like ah you know he's like jealous of the brother and the brother's like you're a well, loser. Well, the difference though is that he's this like controversial
0: entrepreneur. Right. And his ethics are in question. Yes. Which yours never were, my friend. Mine never were. No, <laughs> never. And so I guess he just resents that his brother gets to be this hero. Yeah. And part of the pep talk his mom gives him is like, your brother's job is hard, but he can do it or something. And like, you need to... I forget what exactly what it was, but she seems to have too much empathy for her son who's a total dickhead. Yeah.
1: yeah. And she had like like, sales experience. Oh, right. She like, was, that was, like, was her jam. Ki- she
0: was a killer, too. He's,
1: like, calling her, specifically. Yeah. Um, it wants to be the social network a little bit. What What did we think of the Quentin Tarantino voiceover, like I mentioned?
0: Was that QT? Yeah. I wondered who it was. Yeah,
1: that's why I made a Quentin Tarantino voiceover joke. Oh, earlier. I didn't get it. Yeah.
0: Oh, I need to hear it again, because, like, normally I would think that his voice would be very clear to me. And I couldn't find it in the credits.
1: Who's doing the voice? Oh, really? Yeah. I googled it when I f- went the first time he spoke, and I was like, "Jen, is that Quentin Tarantino?" And she was like, "You know, I don't know the answer to that." And what? I said, "Okay, Why let's go to Why is he Google. doing that? This is what he's doing when he's not making his tenth movie. That's okay, I guess.
0: You know, the show also has a Wolf of Wall Street quality, particularly in the mm, beginning. Yeah, and I think or that a Big it,
1: Short kind of thing. Yeah, it
0: doesn't land right in in that attempt to me. No. Um, I I didn't it's very watchable. Um, I I think because of the likability quality of JGL, but I, I don't like this guy at all. And I don't know very much about the Uber backstory. Do you, are you aware of how this company came to be? No, no, not really. I'm Um, aware. I'm familiar with the idea that they've done some shitty stuff. And like, maybe we should think twice before like
1: signing over to Uber. Right. But I don't even know why I'm not schooled in that. No, I think it's just that like, like, It was supposed to, like, free the taxi drivers from their, like, oppressive kind of uh, ownership and, like, municipalities. And it did not do that. And it did not do that. And then, if anything, it was, like, more exploitative. Right. And there was, like, insurance
0: issues and...
1: Yeah. And, I mean, you kind of see it from his angle, too. There's, like, a safety thing at the beginning of the movie, and he's like, I can't help if like some crazy person tries to like hit on a right right Yeah. he says it more graphically than you just did does he yes yeah yeah
0: okay and they keep coming back to like how once we have people hooked we can raise the price to whatever we want our retention is if they ride with us twice we have them for life they're talking constantly about like what retention is yeah and that's all just flexing because it turns out like their company could crumble on any given tuesday
1: yeah yeah it was it was literally like an exercise in him being super confident about the product and then behind the scenes being like we might need to shut down tomorrow
0: what did you think of his little exercise where when he interviews people he asks them, uh, asks them so cringy one question are you an are, asshole? are you an asshole and the idea i kind of didn't think that they would give us the answer yeah but in the end the guy's like i think i'm I want to say I am one. And the, he's like, good. Cause it's the only way you'll survive here. Yeah. I thought it was terrible that they spoon fed the answer. It was already cringy
1: enough. The Cause answer, you think that yes. that's what he's getting at.
0: Yeah. But it's really lame.
1: Yeah. But it's, uh, based on a book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, like in no job ever would I want to work at a place where the, they were like, are you an asshole? And if you're like, no. And they're like, Oh, we need assholes. I'd be like, <laughs> Alright, go look somewhere else. But there are people who I think would fall for that. For this sure. like kind of uh
0: bravado, this this sort of attitude of yeah. like this this is how you win. Yeah. It's like a real male thing. Yeah. And it's very ugly. Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So he's very aggro, and they kind of imply that he he did not come up with the idea. That he no. that he kind of winklevossed this like dorky friend of his, who is Garrett Camp, by the way, the third richest Canadian alive. What? Yeah. How? Uh, from Uber. Oh, from Uber. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he comes up with the idea and then this other guy with all the confidence builds it into a sort of empire, which right. I
1: guess the show is going to slow play. Yeah. I don't know if it needs to go this slow. He like mini Zuckerbergs it. It's not a full on Zuckerberg, but it's like. He's Berg in it.
0: Well, he's still got the guy kicking around. This Garrett Kemp is still there. Um, And uh, Richard Schiff from the West Wing is in it. He's playing a guy named Randall Pearson, which is funny because that's Sterling K. Brown's name in This Is Us. Right. It's not funny, but it's just a very specific name. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's all I got for this show. Do you give it your ass?
1: Mm, No. No? No. I'm kind of like weirdly interested in seeing where it goes. I'm, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. I just don't think it's very good. And I also, I'm
0: starting this. I mean, I say this ahead of next week when we talk about the dropout and mm-hmm. maybe also like the Carol Baskin show. And like, right. meanwhile, also the inventing Anna thing is going. And like, we seem to be living in this time where we're really fascinated with, with cons and like sleazy leaders. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of getting sick of the genre. I don't yeah, know. Why. Yeah. I I'm not, I don't think that we're celebrating them. I'm not, i'm not duped i know that these are supposed to be cautionary tales Mm -hmm. but it's starting to feel repetitive and it's also um sad i think i think it's disappointing that like all these stories exist about like what what uh fools we've all been
1: yeah like podcast and one time article based shows don't necessarily have the best shelf life i don't think
0: right Oh, pam, that-
1: pam and tommy is another one i didn't watch the new one yet you didn't okay no. we watched it last night
0: is it good do we do we get back to uh seth rogan we and do nick offerman that's yeah. good i yeah. missed them me and the leader of uh of uber tk have the same birthday
1: oh crazy I'm really running out of notes here yeah.
0: <laughs> we share a birthday with lucille ball andy warhol and m night Shyamalan. i've got some good birthday buddies whoa yeah
1: crazy meanwhile i have like jessica simpson and I don't know why Jessica Sims is always the one I remember. Yeah. There's got to be someone else.
0: We haven't even come close to hitting an hour, and I've got this weird thing thing where I like to hit an hour. We've
1: got to be at an hour.
0: We're not. It hasn't been a good podcast for me.
1: No, my eyes are about to shut. I thought you were going to say, we're good. (laughs) We're not good. (laughs) Where are we at? (laughs) We've got like five minutes left. Okay, we could be for five minutes. Well,
0: the good news is Will Smith uh, is a little bit closer to the Oscar. If you consider the Screen Actors Guild Awards a step towards putting together your Oscar ballad. Yeah. He did win for King Richard. Right. We don't have the Golden Globes anymore to be a sort of forecast for what's coming in awards season. Yeah. And so with, I mean, we kind of had the Golden Globes on Twitter or whatever, but they're not real anymore. And so with SAG having happened last week and the Oscars still almost a month away, we're having this kind of sparse awards season. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems like at least right now, Will Smith is in the lead in his category. And maybe Kristen Stewart is coming back again. Like, she kind of seemed like an early front runner. coming more fashionable. She's falling behind a little bit. I don't. I think she beat Kidman the other night, which is kind of interesting. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Kid, did think, you... think about it as
0: long as you want, because we have some time to kill.
1: <laughs> Imagine it was just four minutes of me going, hmm, hmm. hmm and then I finally went, Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> not nah,
0: Kuman. Did you watch the Ricardo? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh on my lack of recommendation.
1: Yeah, I think that was it. It wasn't. I was great. like if you're not going to buy into it, like I don't know how how I would. I'd be curious like a to Sorkin th- vehicle.
0: I yeah, I mean it takes a lot for me not to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll watch it again and change my mind. I rewatched Steve Jobs last week. Um and that movie is very good and we don't give it enough credit. I think that we like decided that it was like kind of kind of gimmicky or something. That it's a play over three right. scenes is super cool. And the language in it is actually the last time he wrote great dialogue. I think Garrett might be a
1: Wozniak. I think that's more. Sure. He's the Woz. Yeah. Yeah, that's ab- absolutely true. He's like the genius who's quiet. Right. Yeah. He, he's credible. He's kind of compassionate. He's like just kind of being taken advantage of by the CEO. Right.
0: I was thinking about um, Mr. Corman while we were watching uh, the Super Pumped show. I thought about that briefly. Because there was a second where we like thought that he was going to do like some prestige TV. And I guess he is. That show got canceled before it had a chance. I know you watched all of it and it actually didn't No, really I did not watch didn't... all of it. Oh, I think you did.
1: No, no. I watched like two or three episodes. It didn't sit right. Like, yeah, it was just like not what i was going for but it
0: was like a real passion project for him and so i feel bad that he wasn't able to keep it going maybe covid kind of like shrunk down what it could have been mm-hmm. but it was
1: just or maybe he didn't want to do anymore right but it was it was really quite a drag right and when did he film super pumped versus mr corman i don't know I don't it must know. have been before why well because he's in new zealand for years oh, and i think he like point. continued to be in new zealand yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, I don't know. They can make stuff pretty fast. Yeah, it's true. And certainly COVID isn't stopping productions anymore. Yeah.
1: Also, was he CGI at points?
0: What, you mean like in Looper?
1: When they made him look <laughs> like Bruce Willis? <laughs> no, like when he's uh, telling the story from like the top of the Eiffel Tower... Oh, I don't know if he. W- there was
0: something and then. Weird there's like and- green screen. I don't and know the, what that you know, was like about. That was
1: just supposed to be like, yeah, he's kind of
0: fabricating the story. Yeah, I, I guess, but that was like a weird metaphor in this otherwise surreal show.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: I definitely don't give up my ass. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, show. Oh, like this I'm show. finding problems. Yeah. Well, it's not even the production of it. It's just like, let's stop like talking about these assholes.
1: That's fair. He hasn't Having been- said that. Go ahead. I'm gonna give him my ass.
0: Okay. He hasn't been at the head of Uber for a couple of years now, but he is like also one of the richest
1: people in the world. Yeah. He's like twenty billion dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's he gonna do with it? Like he like, is he good now? Isn't he? Like, will he start something else? Is he still in the public eye constantly? Well, like, I don't, I don't know. Hear much he has a
0: bad him. reputation, but also he he says in the pilot, "This is my one shot. I everything I am is Uber." And also he's like 45, like he could retire as a billionaire.
1: Is he supposed to be that old? I take him like he's supposed to be like 27. Yeah, in the show, but it's 2011 the in the show. Right, 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 right. 20 years ago. Mm. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, are we done? Are we like, holy shit. Ugh. I think we got it. We don't have it. We're not at an hour yet? We didn't have it all night. In fact, I don't think. It's, but I think we're finding it. <laughs> it's been almost hundred episodes since we had a show that was like this
1: unclicky. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Where like there's been times for sure where one or one of us is out of it a little bit. Sure. But like by the end of it, we're like, no, no, it still sounded. There fun.
0: wasn't enough to say. We only picked one show to review. That kind of restrained mm-hmm. us. I think it was called Super Pumped, which is a lousy title. Uh, at one point he's like, "I'm super pumped. You guys aren't super pumped." I was like, "This is I why just, you named you it." You just
1: need to be super pumped. Yeah.
0: None of you guys are super pumped. <laughs> he literally says that.
1: Yeah, that was super cheesy. It was brutal. Yeah.
0: For all those reasons and more, never trust Will Smith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless wait, Did we make it? We didn't make it. Let's let's wait out the clock. We got uh, a few more seconds trust. here. Yes. We're so strapped for time that I have to leave in that weird thing where Becky came in to the room <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> and wasn't on microphone. <laughs> no, edits it's tonight. Well, look, if nothing else, we did learn what wet
1: behind the ears means. And you know what? That's something that we'll have forever. If you were to hear, if this were were the
0: first episode of our podcast you ever listened to, you would think we were wet behind the ears.
1: Yeah, if this were the first podcast... I ever listened to in general. I don't think I'd listen to podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, definitely (laughs) never trust Will Smith.